Hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 87, the Todd Pinkston and Brent Selleck episode of the BA Turnpod. How art thou today, sir? Doing well. Loosey Goosey Friday, Friday morning, more energy, if you can tell. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. And uh, how about you? Doing okay. Yeah. A lot better to than do the today. people uh, heading to Qatar. Yes, and, and better than anybody rooting for Ecuador on Sunday. <laughs> Yikes. Um, we have not been bribed $7.4 million to do this podcast. That would but if be we were. <laughs> but if we were, we would lose it one nothing. So. <laughs> and uh, we would end the show at exactly 21 minutes. So anybody listening to this for uh, betting advice, um, let's just start it now because you're probably not going to make it to the one hour and 15 minute mark. Um, the Qatar government has supposedly uh, bribed Ecuador players in the World Cup for Sunday's game um, $7.4 million to lose. And the, the, the outcome that they want is for it to be tied at halftime and then one nothing after one nothing in the second half in favor of Qatar. So, uh, just put all my life savings on Qatar one nothing, and <laughs> we'll see what happens. Hey man, you can buy two houses now. Yeah, <laughs> I'll buy one in Qatar just to be just for good measure. <laughs> and turn into an Airbnb. The the reason that I I'm more inclined to believe this is aside from the fact that the guy that reported it is like a political correspondent in Qatar. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that, FIFA has so much impact on like the the world's economy. And they fix games all the time, so I'm, yeah. I'm I'm inclined to believe this. And the Ecuadorian players are probably not, you know, filthy rich. That money would go a long way, for sure. And also, Qatar is like the home, not like is the home turf. So they would like to kick off the World Series, the World Series, Jesus, the World Cup, in a great way, and you know, show that everyone's united and that Qatar has a decent team, even though they do not have a decent team. So I guess that's probably another thing as well, just to kick off the show with Qatar yeah. winning. And it, that's the only game that they're winning. Yeah, it's they, the only, I think that's the only game on that day too. I'll tell you right now, if Qatar makes it past this round and beats, I don't know, in England 3-2, I'm telling you right now, they're going all the way and winning it. It's bought. This whole if, thing is rigged. If Qatar beats England in the World Cup, I'll do the show naked. <laughs> I will not be part of that show, though. I'll do a solo awesome. pod. Yeah, I'll do, a, do, I'll do a four-hour day in the I'll, life. I'll produce it, but I will not be on camera. <laughs> That'll be the first one we put on YouTube. There you go. <laughs> you got to start off strong, right? Exactly. Um, other news, though. It came out yesterday uh, per Rob Manfred himself, the head of baseball operations here, uh, that the Texas Rangers will host the 2024 All-Star Game. That is official, according to the commissioner. Thoughts? So I nailed that bold prediction. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so next year is uh, is Seattle, 2023. Uh, 24 is – that's Texas, right? 24 yes. is they're going to be at um, – I forget the name of the Globe Life Field, oh. I think is the name of the place. Um, and then oh. uh, 25 is undecided. There are a couple finalists for it. Um, I'll check real quick and find them for it. I just saw it yesterday. And then uh, 26 is actually here. So In Philadelphia. Oh, no, wait. In Ben Salem? Well, not here. Oh, what I say? Benny and Hazel will have a fit. Yeah, go to the home run derby. Um, the twenty twenty five one. The uh, it, so the finalists are Toronto, Baltimore, Atlanta, Chicago, uh, like uh, Wrigley Field, Chicago. So, 
Toronto mm. would be cool. Um, it would be cool, though. Baltimore would be cool, but it's a tiny ballpark. I think Atlanta makes the most sense because they just took it away from them uh, last year. And then um, uh, they also just built that ballpark like six years ago. So they, they, it makes <laughs> sense to have it down there. Yes, yeah, yeah, I think they got it in for what, 10? <laughs> Ooh, almost 20 now. 20, yeah. It's going to be a time. completely new ballpark by the time they host the thing, though, because um, – the scoreboard, the the scoreboard is finally down. I believe I saw it, oh, it yesterday. Awesome! They said this is the last time you'll see the scoreboard. Um, and then they're doing like the seats. They're doing like the Hall of Fame club. Then they're going to do a little bit of the playing surface. I'm interested to see how it looks. Um, they should just make the building bigger and give us a little deck, just like City Field has. <laughs> make it look more like City Field. Just go in a create a stadium and just edit. Yeah, add. exactly. Except for don't give us the. Um, Couple don't, clicks. Yeah, don't give us the Cowboys Stadium uh, scoreboard that the City Field Mets are going to have. Oh, dude. Uh, I thought you were going to say it's going to be above the stadium, first of all. That'd be cool. Probably a dome. Second of all, Schwarber and Harper are just going to be absolutely teeing off off that. Every, and if, and if every when, stadium. Uh, Aaron Judge signs with the Phillies, mm-hmm. that, sta- that scoreboard will be absolutely tattooed with him. It's so, a lot of pop-ups, too. We're, we're going to get into the awards. Actually, we may as well do that now. Yeah, why not? Um, so we'll start at the top, the most recent one there. The Yankees, Aaron Judge wins MVP, receiving 28 of the 30 first place votes. Um, I have two takeaways from this. Uh, one, uh, well, let me let me ask you the question. So every team has two people that represent it per each award. So there are 60, there are 30, um, uh, th- 30, uh, yeah, something like that, whatever. Um, there are two writers that did not put Judge number one on their ballot. Who do you think they voted for and what teams do you think they represent? Um, I would think one's for the Angels for Shohei Otani and then the other one is Houston. Uh, both of the writers that did not vote Aaron Judge number one put Otani first and they okay. both represent the Angels. Oh, there you go. Uh, so my, my takeaway from this, when Aaron Judge received his award and accepted his award. Yes. He didn't have any facial hair. Do you think that he did that just to look good on camera? Or do you yes. think he has aspirations of staying in New York? So the Yankees are the only team right now that has the facial hair thing. <laughs> and every offseason, he grows a beard. Man, you are a stretch right here. Um, well, stretch? This is, a, this is investigative journalism. Leva Torres is. has a full beard right now. Luis Severino has a full beard right now. So does Harper. Joey Gallo grew it the second he left. <laughs> I think he grew it on the plane ride. Too. Yeah, he, he grew it the day he got cut or traded. Um, Judge was clean shaved, like not just like like five o'clock shot. No, like he, he made it a point to make sure he was shaved. Well, you always gotta look good on camera. Says who? My mama. I don't look good on camera. <laughs> um, well, that's just the Wi-Fi. Fair. Um, I would, I would just say he just tried to look good, and he's but. Plus, he's representing the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Whether you're not with the Yankees or not, you always kind of want to represent. So he is representing the Yankees. Yes, for right now. And then once the award is done. And then he'll be representing the Giants. I'll, I'll tell you this. If you can find a picture <laughs> next week, seven days from now, of Aaron Judge, and if he's still clean shaven, I'll say he's going with the Yankees. Okay. Let's go with that. Interesting. I'm telling you, I, he just want to look good for the cameras. Cause, and you know, someone was in his ear, PR girl, like, hey, if you, if you show up, on camera with a facial hair, people are going to be absolutely blown this out of proportion. Yeah, hundred so percent. Be clean shaven. 
that was taken what <laughs> last off season. Yeah, it might, yeah, I don't know. I'm not I'm not looking too deep into it, but it's possible. Um so he gets 28 of the 30 first place votes. Um Otani obviously finishes second. Uh as you would expect. Yeah. The I'm trying to find a breakdown real quick for you. Um This was probably not close. Uh I know a lot of people tried to make it close down the stretch. And give us, you know, Otani has a chance to get it. And uh, Ben Verlander was all in that camp. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Otani was the only guy that had a, any type of, um, like, honestly, anything. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Alvarez finished third. So uh, first place votes are weighted some sort of way, like a lot more heavily than the rest. Uh, Judge had 410 points. Um, and then Otani had 280 points. He finished second. Jordan Alvarez Jesus. had 232. He was third. Uh, Jose Ramirez, the highest vote he got was third. He was 186. Um, Jose Altuve was fifth at 142. And then Andres Jimenez from the Guardians was uh, sixth at 141. The only other guy with 100 points was uh, Julio Rodriguez, followed up by uh, Trout, Bogart, uh, Verlander, Bichette, Rutschman, Arise, Devers, Tucker, Guerrero, Abreu, Manoa, Bregman, Yandy Diaz, Framber Valdez, Sean Murphy, and Dylan C. So, I mean, it's interesting that um, to see some of the names that you get on the uh, the MVP ballot because you vote for 10 guys. So, like, Sean Murphy finishing, like, toward the bottom is pretty interesting. You can always say that I was in the running for MVP. Yeah. Uh, speaking of MVP, the uh, the National League Most Valuable Player Award is won by Paul Goldschmidt, his first one. He was a dark horse last year when, um, when uh, Harper won it. I thought he had a good case. Um, number seven in the MVP voting for the National League actually was uh, JT Real Muto. Look at that. Uh, believe it or not. Uh, somebody voted Daniel Bard ninth for MVP, the um, the closer for the friggin' Rockies. Of course, it was a Colorado uh, writer, but it is what it is. That's just um, gross. Let's take a look. I think I have a breakdown here for the voting on that one. Um, oh, I don't. I don't have the total breakdown. Uh, number two was Manny Machado. So uh, Goldsmith got 380 points. He got 22 of the 30 first-place votes. Uh, Manny Machado got seven, and then Nolan Arenado got the other one. Um, so Goldschmidt was at 380, Machado at 291, Nolan Arenado um, was at 232, Freddie Freeman 220, Boogie Betts, Austin Riley, JT Real Muto, Pete Alonso, who got a second place vote, uh, Francisco Lindor, Sandy Alcantara, um, Trey Turner, who they spelled the name wrong of on this website, uh, Dansby Swanson, Michael Harrison, Julio Arias, who got a third place vote. Somehow, um, round out the MVP voting. So, I mean, do, do you think they got it right in terms of maybe not in terms of like the direct order, like everybody, but do you think they got one and one right on both? Yes, Goldschmidt. Yeah. Okay. Goldie. Yeah, Goldie and um, what's his name? Goldie and Judge felt like they were the only two. I you could make a case for Machado. I think if Machado had won it, I wouldn't have argued it honestly. But I think Arenado was the only one of the top three for the NL that was wrong. Uh, yeah, and he was, won it. But if he, he would have been two, that would have been okay. Yeah. He finished third, though. So Yeah, you could argue if Machado had won that the two Cardinals have taken away votes from one another. Yeah. I, I was just weird that you had two basically MVP candidates in the same team. Yeah, and they lost the Phillies. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, get those lights Well, off. both teams. Padres as well. Yeah, the Padres, too. Um, so, Never Cy Young Awards. Yeah, true. Cy Young Awards. We had two unanimous votes. Getter winner things in the Cy Young voting. Yeah. Um, 
the American League Award goes to the Astros' Justin Verlander. This is his third Cy Young Award. Probably should be his fourth. From the peanut gallery. <laughs> a lot of a big audience today. Um, yeah. So he's the fifth oldest um, Cy Young Award winner in history. Don't know who the other four were. Probably Randy Johnson and like, like Nolan Ryan or something. <laughs> and in the National League, Sandy Alcantara was Woo. the um, he led the entire major leagues in innings with two twenty eight, two thirds, six complete games, which is more than any team this season. Let's give him uh, a rounding applause right here. Yeah, well deserved, honestly. Yeah, he's a really good pitcher. Um, so in the American League, oh, this is neat. So they only have American League writers vote for him. Okay, this makes sense. I was wondering why it was thirty and not sixty, but it turns out for the AL you only have AL writers voting, and then the NL you only have NL writers voting. That makes cool. sense. Um, so in the in the AL, the MVP, the uh, Cy Young thing, interesting. So Verlander got every first place vote, but multiple mm-hmm. guys got second place votes. Um, Shohei Otani got a handful. Alec Manoa got some. Dylan Cease got a couple. Uh, and that's it. And then third, those three guys shared third. And then fourth, um, somebody actually put uh, Framber Valdez fourth. Uh, Shane Bieber got some votes. So it was pretty mixed, the uh, the top three in the American League. Um, the NL was very interesting because um, somebody, some bozo put Edwin Diaz second. Uh, this was, uh, oh, shocker, it's a Cardinals writer. But Edwin Diaz second and Ryan Helsley fifth. Uh, Max Fried, Aaron Nola, uh, Corbin Burns, Carlos Rodon, Zach Gallen, uh, Julio Arias, and Edwin Diaz with the other guys that got second place votes. Obviously, Alcantara got every one of the first place votes. Um, the only weird name on here, Kyle Wright got one fourth place vote. And then um, Bailey Falter. Yeah, you Darvish got a fifth place vote. And then Ryan Helsley got a fifth place vote. But it was by the same moron that put right fourth. So for the most part, the integrity of the vote was um, was upheld, the exception of the idiot from St. Louis that put Diaz 2 and <laughs> Helsley 5 and Kyle Wright 3, or Kyle Wright 4, and didn't put Rodon, Freed, or uh, or Nola on the, on the ballot. Who would you give for the Phillies? If you had to pick a Cy Young in top three out of the Phillies, who do you give? On the Phillies? Place. Yeah, first. Oh, I mean, Nola would be my choice if i was given a vote my my vote would have gone um alcantara one nola two free three arias four and then probably it's probably either burns five maybe darvish darvish had a really good year he did uh nola had the best resume of anybody for second place and that's objectively speaking um i sent the numbers to a couple of my friends the other day uh, without names, they said choose your fighter. It was one, two, and three, yeah. or A, B, and C, and everybody picked Nola. So he had more innings. The only number that was higher for him than both Wright and Free, or, I'm sorry, Freed and um, uh, and Arias was his ERA, but his FIP was lower, his WHIP was lower, his strikeouts were higher, his walks were fewer. He pitched more innings in both. Um, it, uh, Alcantara was definitely number one, but Nola should have been number two. Now, why is that? It's just recent, I guess, team struggling. I what? think uh, the ERA thing is probably because he gives up so many home runs. Uh, yeah, because there's no other reason for his whip to be low and his um, his ERA to be high other than home runs because he doesn't walk anybody. Is that the single reason why he wasn't the clear-cut number two? I think the you fact think? that he was so inconsistent definitely hurt him. Like Over the mm. course of the season, Max Fried was dominant. Um, Arias was pretty good, even though he, was, he missed time. 
and really didn't um, he didn't pitch you know six seven innings every start. Nola's going out there trying to give you seven every every time he pitches. So I think sometimes pitching into the late innings is what hurts these guys. Like um, like Wheeler, I think had a higher ERA last year than Burns, but he got like he recorded more than a hundred more outs than uh, than Burns. But his ERA was higher because he was pitching into the seventh inning versus Burns was coming out after the fifth and the sixth every game. Like that's kind of what I think happened this year Pretty between true. Nola and Arias. Arias was, you know, pitching five innings every start. Nola's pitching seven, so he's bound to give up more runs. Just it's the law of averages. So if Nola got pulled after the fifth inning of every start, I bet you his ERA would be under three. Yeah, right. Give us five solid boy. Yeah. And then uh, next up, we get the manager of the year. I think we may have touched on this. Uh, Terry Francona, yeah. former Phillies manager, won the AL. Um, this was what his second year back. Uh, this is a, the youngest team in baseball. Went to the playoffs and uh, won a round. And then in the NL, the um, manager of the year actually went to the. Um, this is actually it, it, the new name of the award is actually Choke Artist of the Year because the Mets, um, <laughs> the Mets skipper, um, yeah, Buck Showalter was nice enough to lead, to drop a, a ten and a half game lead over the Braves. And then start his second best pitcher in game one against San Diego, only get trounced in game one, and then lose game three with Bassett. Um, next up, we got the Rookie of the Year awards. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, oh, clear cut winner in the American League. Uh, Michael K-Rod. Harris. Yeah, Michael Harris in the NL. Pretty easy. Sensational players. Yeah. The future of baseball is in good hands, honestly. It very much is. Yeah, we say it about every sport, but I think baseball is in the best hands. These kids are so young, and they're all Braves, apparently, because Acuna is a Brave. He's like 25. <laughs> Michael Harris. I'm pretty sure Michael Harris and uh, Spencer Strider were the two guys vying yeah. for the um, the rookie the year in the NL. So they were the top two. I don't. It's like the third time it's ever happened. Um, That's the eighth. Oh, it's the eighth. Okay, look at you. Yeah, um, stats are down there. I, there you go. Oh, it's I'm here somewhere. There you go. Look at you. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Julio Rodriguez. Actually preparing. <laughs> Julio Rodriguez got MVP votes, which is crazy. He almost pulled I mean, an Ichiro and won MVP as a rookie. So. I mean, he's up there. He's a, he's an incredible player. He looks like he's been playing for ten years, and he's only been around for twenty minutes. It's insane. He's crazy. Twenty years old as a rookie. We get Juan Soto is he's still young. Yeah, J Rod also reminds me of a young Soto, with how mm-hmm. selective he is and how much power he's got. So he led um, he led all rookies in home runs, um, Baseball Reference WAR, Fangraphs WAR, OPS, weighted runs created plus, total bases. Um, 25 homers, 25 steals, and an 800 OPS in the rookie season, joining Mike Trout. Only the uh, the third player to do it in his um, in his debut season, I want to say, because I think Chris Young did it too. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Michael Harris, 19 homers and 20 steals. He didn't play the full season. Had a, a 4.4 offensive WAR on Baseball Reference and a 1.3 defensive WAR on Baseball Reference. And he only he would he come up in June or uh, May, May 28th? Okay. Mm-hmm. Late 28. Yeah. That's crazy, man. These two guys, especially yeah. Harris, comes up from the scene late May and so, literally just been on a tear. Julio Rodriguez becomes the first rookie to get a – because so with the new uh, CBA that they negotiated mm-hmm. last year, J-Rod gets a bonus. I think it's like a million-dollar bonus for winning rookie <sighs> of the year because he was on the opening day roster. Yeah. And Adley Rutschman gets a um, – gets an additional year of service time because he finished second as a rookie of the year guy and he came up before a particular date. So teams are being incentivized to, you know, bring these guys up younger and not manipulate service time. I believe Seattle gets another draft pick too because um, J-Rod was on the roster from opening day. Uh, Justin Turner wins the Roberto Clemente Award uh, for like the best human in the base in baseball. I don't know how they choose this, but 
whatever. Um, and he won't be a Dodger next year, probably. Nope, probably not. Uh, <laughs> Hank Aaron award winners. You'll never guess who they were. Judge and Goldschmidt. Um, sweeping, obviously, the two awards. A um, couple gold glovers for the Phillies. Um, well, one gold glover that should have been a second. JT wins it at the, um, the catching position. Ranger Suarez was one inning short of the oh. the minimum to be a qualifier. He would have won it in a landslide. And then um, Kyle Schwarber wins a silver slugger. JT finishes third at the catcher position. Uh, did we cover every base? No, what I meant by the third is that's his third. So oh, it's, oh, it is his third. I'm sorry. Yeah, he I'm finished his idiot. first, though. I can't no, read. No, cool. you cool. cool. Um, and Schwarber gets his first. I think you can – do you make a case for Castellanos? No. Not Silver Slugger, obviously not. I mean, <laughs> down and away, sliders, yeah. He runs away with the clean. But Gold Glover, especially towards the end of the season. <laughs> if, the, if there was a Gold Glove playoff award, I think Castellanos would have a case. <laughs> yeah, but right. um, he, he was he was actually uh, objectively one of the worst fielding players really? in baseball this season. Yeah, ah. he was a terrible defensive player. Yikes. He even said in the playoffs, like when during the regular season, he kind of spaces out sometimes when he's in the outfield. Like he starts <laughs> thinking about his family and stuff. And then he, um, during the playoffs, he's got nothing else to do but to uh, to lock in and care about the sport. So I guess if he actually gave a crap during the regular season, he'd be pretty good. Fuck. That's the opposite of who I want to bring in in free agency. Someone who spaces out. Just, yeah, because I don't oh. need a guy daydreaming, picking dandelions and left and right just field. Just put him at DH. Let him daydream in the in Well, the that's bench. what they had him at when, before Harper tours UCL. Harper's getting surgery, by the way. Um, <sighs> Finally. He's getting surgery on his UCL. They, they're unsure still if it's going to be um, – Tommy John surgery or more of like a, a less invasive surgery. If he gets Tommy John, I bet he'll be out until June. I think I told you before, Otani got it on um, October 1st a couple of years ago. He wasn't back until May. We're almost in December for Harper. He might be out till June at least. And he July. might even have to DH next year. That, but also rehab assignments at uh, the yeah. Iron Pigs. So. Yeah, he'll probably rush back just like he did this year so. And stink I mean, it up for a while until yeah. So if the group. Phillies take a step back next year, I don't be surprised. Yeah, and this is probably, this is jumping ahead, but it's crazy that he's going to get surgery on the UCL, and then literally we were talking about Josh Allen possibly done for the season. Yeah, he's still yeah. playing at a high level. Yeah. So I, I, my my thought process there is because football, you're throwing more so with your shoulder uh-huh. versus baseball. It's a lot of elbow. Like it's kind of hard to throw anything with with your. Like you can throw with your shoulder in baseball. You just can't get anything on the ball, and you can't really throw with your elbow in football. Otherwise, you'll tear your UCL. Yeesh. The ball's just bigger and heavier. For sure. But just that the initial injury, you've thought, like, oh, Bill season's done, and he just comes back next week and still playing. Yeah. And then that game got moved for this week. But uh, we'll talk about that uh, later on. But anything in the free agency pool, I only saw one thing. That happened last night, but I don't know about any signings of late since we last recorded. I actually haven't seen anything. Um, well, baseball went well. T- baseball Twitter went into like a frenzy because uh, there was a big trade last night. Diamondbacks acquired outfielder Kyle Lewis from Seattle mm-hmm. for exchange for outfielder slash catcher Cooper Homo. and people said this is probably the best trade you can make. Both teams got. Just as good. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Seattle flips Hummel. Um, Kyle Lewis, so the reason for this move is because of the Teoscar Hernandez deal right before it. Yeah. Um, it, then Seattle, Seattle's losing Mitch Hanniger, but they still have um, Winker, who they might trade to, to trade away for infield help. I don't think it'll happen now. 
They have Kyle Lewis, Jared Kelnick, and then um, uh, J-Rod, obviously. J-Rod's uh-huh. going to anchor center field. Kelnick and Winker can really only play the corners. Kyle Lewis won MVP, or one of uh, Rookie of the Year in 2020. And then uh, Hanniger's leaving. But they, they had to figure something out. And I guess going out and getting this Hummel kid, I think they'll flip him maybe for pitching or maybe for an infielder. But it, it, it helps them to kind of clean things up. And the Diamondbacks have a lot of um, outfield depth going forward. Mm-hmm. So really interested to see what happens with them. They could be a sleeper team next year to get better if they pick up some pitching in free agency. They already have Zach Gallen, but they need more. Yeah, the Teoscar trade is the only other thing I see here. Um, the rare yeah. win-win trade here. Yeah, Nick Martinez signed a three-year deal to stay in San Diego. Um, I'm checking to see if I missed anything maybe over the night. Uh, JT Chargois traded to the Marlins from the Rays. And uh, Trey Turner and Dansby Swanson uh, officially declining their uh, qualifying offers. Yeesh. I honestly uh, only follow Jeff Passan. If he gives me baseball yeah. news, I just regurgitated back out here. Yeah, the Astros officially signing former Philly Austin Davis to a minor league deal. And uh, the Rockies re-signed Denelson Lamette, who has a little bit of promise. Chris Stratton signs with the Cardinals. Uh, Scott Alexander stays with the Giants. Um, Buck Farmer re-signing with the Reds. These are a lot of just moves to uh, avoid arbitration is my guess. Hmm. Yeah, that's all, that's all I got. There's nothing really happening in baseball. I think I told you the other day, baseball free agency, aside from the lockout year, very deliberate, very slow. Yikes. So, I mean, we'll bring it up next time anything major happens, like Carlos Rodone. Yeah. And to go Bogart to the Phillies. Something like that. Um, you want to jump into uh, the Sixers after their month long bye week? They host the Bucks tonight. Sixers Bucks. Yeah. Sorry, I just saw a, a Shams video. I thought he was breaking news. He wasn't. Nah. Um, Sixers open uh, right now as of this morning, mere hours away from the game. Minus 125, uh, minus one and a half point spread. Mm-hmm. At home against the Bucks, Bucks are without Middleton still, and this time Drew Holiday, and the Sixers are without James Harden and a head coach. Still without a head coach. Yes, yeah, sure. still still looking for one of those. Um, I noted here on the last five games for each team, uh, Bucks are two and three, but they beat the Hawks two days ago, mm. and the Sixers five in their last five are three and two, and they beat the Jazz about a month ago. So. Is there any worry that with the long layoff, and a joke, obviously, it's not a month, but it's a week, almost a yeah, week Yeah, it's layoff. crazy. It is crazy that they took so much time off. Do you think this is good, indifferent, or bad for the Sixers? Mm. They, they were finding their footing now. Yeah. They had Thibel now somehow transitioning into the starting lineup. Not really doing much, but is there. They've been winning, and Beatty's been taking center stage with the ball now. Yeah. And if they the offense, a- 59 point victory so yeah, yeah it's I, I i think it goes both ways it could be good because you get him beating guys like that some a little bit of rest uh, it could be bad though because doc rivers is known for um for canceling practices to go golf so it, the, yeah. the the amount of time they've had since the last game to you know practice and get better i don't know if they're truly using it to do that it could be a lot of rest and it could be a lot of you know glenn going to golf so i don't know um <sighs> I, I think any time Embiid gets rest, it's a good thing, though, especially coming off a of back-to-back where he really had to just carry them. He scored more points than the rest of the team combined. So I think it's it's one of those deals where I think Embiid could benefit from it. 
I agree. Um, I I would like to think that they didn't just blow off the week and just say, "All right, yeah, have fun, do whatever you got to do, stay yeah, out of trouble." Type treat of treated like an NFL bye week. No, I get better each day. Max needs to get hit the gym. That bench, I would never be taking some time off. Just like, oh, let me dick around. If I'm on the bench, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to help this team. And if I get yeah. called miraculously, if Doc gives me a chance to play more than a minute. I'm going to try to ball out. Yeah. They do have another weird schedule this week. So they have the Bucks tonight. Um, tomorrow they're hosting uh, the Timberwolves. Another back-to-back, st- two straight at home. Uh, they go Tuesday, they have the Nets coming to town. That's a big Yeesh. game for obvious reasons. But then they have another back-to-back because they play Wednesday in Charlotte. And then they play – wait, they play three straight – oh, no, there's no games on Thursday. And then they play Black Friday in uh, Orlando. And then they play Sunday in Orlando. So it's a very interesting little week. And so then they, they play Monday. So, so they have two back-to-backs over the next week because they play Monday in, uh, at home against the Hawks. So uh, it's just a weird seven-day stress. They go from playing no games in four days to playing like five games in 12 days. I mean, they should, the NFL should be taking this approach when any team goes overseas. For basketball, I guess you're resting up for the another crazy travel and set of games back-to-back so close to each other. Yeah. But you're almost guaranteeing that a schedule loss is happening. At some point, yeah. And injuries, obviously. But uh, any first basket props tonight for this game? Uh, at the current moment, you made a good point earlier. It's hard to do a first basket 12 hours ahead of time. But um, I'm going to go. So Embiid is very good at winning the tip. Grayson uh, Allen is also day-to-day. He's listed as day to day. He is actually listed in the starter. So it looks like the projected starters are Tucker Thibel, Maxi Harris, and Bede, and then Giannis, Lopez, Portis, Allen, and Carter. I'm going to go with. Uh, if it's a buck, it'll be Javon Carter. If it's an eagle, or an eagle. Uh, if it's a sixer, <laughs> I'm going to go Tobias. I'm going Embiid if it's a sixer, and Brooke Lopez is a, if it's a buck. Because hmm. he torched us last time we saw him. Yeah, Lopez was great last time they played. It was just insane. Um, who you got straight up? Sixers. I'm, They're not losing. Now, I said prior for full you know, transparency. I did say the Bucks off air. I want to say – let's just go Sixers. Of Sixers tonight. Yeah, Sixers are winning tonight. The only game in town, honestly. I think the Flyers are off after they just lost to the Bruins at home last night. The Phillies are out in the offseason. Union are not even in Philadelphia. They're in Chester. Eagles are off until Sunday? Oh, wait, next week. Yeah, they got Sunday. Yeah, they got Sunday. So, I mean, yeah, the only, team, the only game in town. Show out, you know. All right. Uh. Rob, Thursday Night Football. Did you watch? Because I did not. I, I, I caught a good bit of it. I was out last night, but got home right around the end of the first quarter. It was a, a decent game. I know that this score may not seem like it was an entertaining game, but it was probably the best Thursday game aside from that Chiefs game that we've gotten. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, Tannehill looked really good. Um, Ryan Tannehill, I was telling you off air, his over-under last night was like 171. He finished at 333. Derrick Henry was pretty good. He threw a touchdown pass. Uh, Rodgers, albeit playing from behind, looked decent. Um, they couldn't really get the run game going, and then uh, 
Christian Watson scoring two more touchdowns. He's just turning into the touchdown man. Not a whole lot to write home about, but the Titans the whole time really controlled the game. They took the lead early, and I don't think that I don't think the Packers ever had the lead. I think they were close, maybe. Yeah, they were down seven six. I don't think they ever even tied the game. I, I think the uh, the pack the Titans at all times were up by uh, between six and thirteen points. Now was that was that seven six? Was that a block of PAT or was that two field goals? I didn't watch the game honestly. I think it hit the upright. Oh no, cross! It was very windy. I think uh, Lambo hit one off the upright as well. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Twenty seven. Oh, damn. Um, check the score. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Crosby missed a PAT, and then Lambeau missed one later. Uh, the, the Packers did get a two-pointer when they yes. scored later in the game. So that, they, they were down, I think it was 20-15, to 15, mm-hmm. and they scored a touchdown. Well, they scored a touchdown to get to Maybe. 15, and then they, they hit the two-pointer. So they got Yikes. to 2017, and then the, the Titans scored one more for good measure. I mean, as you mentioned, Tannehill had a good game, 22-27, two touchdowns, a pick, of course. Um Derrick Henry, though, they used him in all three facets of the game here. Yeah, they did. Except for defense and special teams, but yeah, on he, offense, did his thing on the ground, 87 yards, a touchdown, 28 carries. He even passed two for two. So he ended the game with a better quarterback rating, I believe, than Tannehill, no surprise. Four yards and a touchdown pass. And then he even caught a couple balls, and one of them was a 42-yarder. Yeah, he took one. He kind of just went beast mode on a couple guys. The, uh, the, the <laughs> touchdown pass, I saw this live. They mm-hmm. came out uh, basically in a goal line set. Uh-huh. So they had uh, nine guys on the line of scrimmage, like around the line of scrimmage. Henry was the uh, the uh, like the single back. They handed it to him. He kind of like jogged to the line and then did like a little bit of a jump pass to, um, I think it was Hooper, the, uh, okay. the tight end. Tight end. And he caught yeah. the touchdown. Yeah. A really huh. well, re- like well designed play because everybody in the, in the stadium was expecting Henry to get the ball there. And for the tight end Which to kind of slip, slip behind the defense, it's it just beautifully well done. I don't know who's calling plays for Tennessee right now because I know Arthur Smith used to, but whoever the um, the OC or whoever is that's calling plays, that was a really well done play. Might be the next head coach somewhere. Yeah. Who knows? And uh, as you mentioned, Aaron Rodgers, 24-39, 227, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And those two touchdowns came at the hands of uh, Chris Watson, who's becoming – his main guy. Yeah, five touchdowns though, in two games. Only, even though only he got four receptions out of it. Uh, Randall Cobb. I don't know. He's still doing his thing. Six catches, seventy-three yards. But yeah, Rogers uh, still trusts him. Yeah, uh, all reliable, right? Surprised he's still playing. Honestly. Um, next series of games for Tennessee Titans. They host the Bengals next week. That'll be good. And then Packers next week will be in Philadelphia for Sunday Night Football. Mm. That should be interesting. That'll be fun. The Eagles are wearing black next Sunday. Uh, that would be really good. I would think it's the white for uh, Green Bay. I don't know. They wore white at home last night. That was interesting. I think they'll just wear white on yellow. If it's green. Oh. But uh, I don't know. I, that game, I'm more terrified. Packers coming in to Philadelphia. I'm very terrified of that game. So their new alternate um, helmets will be worn week 12, week 16, and week 18. Uh, 16, I believe, is the Dallas game Dallas. Christmas Eve, and week 18, I think, is the Giants at home. Um, I got to double-check that. I think week 12 is um, – is yeah, week 12 is all black, including helmets. That's the uh, Packers game. Yeah, week 16, I think they're going to be wearing um, – I think that's – I don't think they're wearing black because it's on the road, but they're going to have the black helmet. And then 18 is at home against the Giants. That'll probably be – I wouldn't be shocked if that's a night game. 
because that's to be determined. There isn't a game scheduled. Yeah, they, that, they usually flex it yeah. by the end of the season. Because it could be for the division, honestly. I mean, we still haven't faced uh, the Giants. I know they've only played. They haven't played. Um, they're done with Washington, but they still have one against Dallas and two with the Giants. There's only like six games left. I mean, this is, I like how the NFL does that, though. And it just happened to work out, obviously. We didn't I would think prefer the Giants it. would be that good. I don't know about you, but I would prefer it if your last if – if they kind of scatter the first three-ish divisional games early in the season and then you finish with all three divisional opponents. For everyone? Yeah, because it would work out mathematically. There's 32 teams. Four teams per division. If the Eagles finish with Washington, New York, Dallas at the end of every season, first of all, it makes the games a little bit. They might mean more. The exception maybe like one or two divisions may already be kind of determined. But with how few games there are and how small of a disparity there is in the standings at all times, like you mean to tell me that like I don't know, a Baltimore, Cincinnati might not mean something week eighteen? No. How about this? Buffalo, New York, AFC East. Yeah. Everyone's all, in there. <laughs> every all four of those teams have a shot. Even in the NFC, all four teams have a shot. Washington has a small percentage, but they're still in it. Mathematically in it, yeah. Yeah, and then they're they're three and one under Heineke. I want to say. I, I said in the beginning of the season, Heineke is the man. But hey, that should have been one of the bolds, truthfully, for one of us. Yeah, I think it was. I don't think it was a bold though, because <laughs> we knew yeah, maybe the inevitable not, yeah. was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> and then, yeah, well, look what happened. It is definitely true. Look what happened. And then he's already getting the starting, and they say, "Oh, because Wentz is not ready, dude." They didn't Wentz, even Wentz land. will never be mentally ready. <laughs> they didn't even land in Washington or Maryland, and he was already named the starter for next yeah. week because well, Wentz I mean, isn't ready. What do you do? You can't take him out. You shouldn't take him out. Hundred percent. I guarantee you right now, if Wentz comes back in and he just stinks it up in the first quarter and a half, mm-hmm. by second half you're going to see Taylor Heineke coming. Whether they win or lose, that's up to you know the football gods, but. Yeah, he will step in in the second half of that game. All right. All right. So uh, we're gonna do. Um, I'm sorry. Do you have something to say? Oh no, I'm just going into the next segment. What's up? So I was just going to announce that we are going to do a top five each of, uh, in particular, uniforms to finish the episode after we oh. do our picks. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I'm going to write my picks down now. Um, everybody listening should do the opposite of my picks. <laughs> Oh, for the upcoming picks or the top five? <laughs> for this. So the top five is going to be specific uniforms, which will be fun. Um, nice little weekender. I think um, for that, we might as well do five through one each and then five through one for the uh, for the other person. Unless you want to – well, you can't get your uh, your pictures to load, right? No. Right, we'll do five, five, four, four then for that. Um, a lot of interesting matchups this week in the NFL. Anything else you want to touch on before we do this? I'm just trying to – just scramble We're and do my, uh, my what you call it, my picks. Oh, I'm very biased. I know why I picked <laughs> the jerseys. I feel like an idiot. Oh, uh, by the way, you picked um, you picked the Titans for Thursday night, right? And I picked the Packers. Yes, I did. I admittedly it was very late. And I didn't remember, but I bet the Titans yesterday. So I'll 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 hedge my myself. So hey, are you ready? Yes. It is week eleven NFL picks. Oh man! All right, I don't have it in front of me. Brought to you by FanDuel. All right, leading (laughs) off, we have a uh, terrible game. We got the Carolina Panthers heading to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Uh, Ravens laying thirteen to the Panthers. Over/under is forty-one point five. 
And we're doing Carolina. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're doing Carolina, right? Yep. Uh, give me Baltimore in this game. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ravens as well. This is not one I'm going to overthink. Um, next up, we have Nick Sirianni's triumphant return to Indianapolis. The Philadelphia Eagles, minus seven on the road in Indianapolis against the Colts. Uh, 45.5 is the total. It will be indoors. I think this is the first indoor game for the Eagles this year. If I'm not, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, i got to double-check that, but I don't think that's wrong. No? Detroit. Oh, that's right. Well, f- first game against a real team. We were struggling uh, early in that game. <laughs> I'll be with a rent coach but the rent coach is 1-0, so I ate my words last week. <laughs> oh, man. Eagles bounce back. It's, how, it's adversity. How did they bounce back after a loss? Um, A.J. Brown's health is in question. Mm. Um, Devontae Smith was good, but no Goddard. And There's no said, tight end. Yep. No tight end. So Jalen Hurts is going to be doing a lot of running in this game. Yes. Can the Colts' defense contain him and force him to pass? Uh, this looks like this smells like an upset. I'm going Colts. I'm going to go Eagles, but I'm saying if you're betting this game, do not touch the spread. Colts plus seven is minus one fourteen. I don't like the Eagles to cover that. I think if you're going to bet it, the winning margin, Eagles one to thirteen points, is plus one thirty five. Take that. <laughs> All right, there you go. You heard it here first in the PA turn pod. Next game. Uh, next game, we got an NFC or AFC East matchup. Uh, who would have thought at the beginning of the season? With the struggles that the Patriots had early on, and <laughs> the fact that the Jets were pretty lousy last year, that this game might need something. It's the Jets and the Pats. Jets coming off a bye. Uh, Patriots are minus three and a half at home. This is more the Belichick thing than, than the two teams. Yeah. 38.5 is the total. Uh, I I think this is a prime candidate to hit an under. But who do you like in this one? Ah, oh, dude. You never bet against uh, Belichick or Reed after a bye yeah. week. Yeah. Belichick against a young quarterback. Yeah. But the Jets have just been my team. They beat the Bills right heading into the bye after dropping the game to the Pats at home. But they probably should have won. I'm going Jets, man. I'm all in on the Jets right now. I like them too. I like the Jets in this game. Look at that. Alright. Jets game. are a lot of fun. They're easy to root for, too. They have a lot of cool players. Yeah. Uh, next up, this is a fun one. What's up? Um, if you enjoy car wrecks. Um, <laughs> the Washington Commanders heading to Houston to take on the Texans. Actually, the Eagles played in Houston, too, so this is the third inside game. So I'm an idiot. Uh, Houston hosting the Commanders. The Commanders are minus three on the road. Taylor Heineke gets the start against Davis Mills. 40.5 is the total. Houston plays well. I've been saying this all season like a running joke, and they keep losing. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the week they're going to keep winning. I mean, they're not going to win. I'll give me Commanders off a big win. It looks like yeah. a letdown. Emotional win. Yeah, this could. This is a big time spot for a letdown. Yeah, they're going in with house money now. In with the Eagles on Monday night. Yeah. I'm traveling to Houston. Eh. You just beat. You just have their Super Bowl basically right there, beating yeah. the undefeated Eagles. But give me Commanders. This is another one. If you're betting the spread, burn your money or flush it down the toilet. Commanders yeah, right. winning by one to thirteen points is plus one forty-five. Hammer. The Washington Commanders this weekend. There you go. The, the Texans suck. <laughs> CJ Stroud will be a Texan next year. But we love uh, uh, Lovey Smith, though. Next one is the, um, the uh, what's the name of that guy that was on the... Jake DeLone. I don't know what that guy's name was that, that had the illegal hit. Uh, Nikel Roby Coleman. This is the oh, Nikel Roby Coleman game. <laughs> the LA Rams heading to uh, New Orleans to avenge the loss from four years ago in the NFC Championship game. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever that was, the NFC playoff game, whatever. Uh, Rams 
at Saints. Saints are minus three. It appears to be Andy Dalton versus I don't know who the quarterback is for the Rams. Uh, I'm guessing it's a is it Wolford? I, it oh no, be... it's um, it's the what's the guy's name that started last week? Um, Dalton. Oh well, wait, no, for, for the Rams. Um, Rams. Because uh, I don't think I think Stafford is out. It's the white boy. Oh, okay, it's the white guy. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's John Wolford. Sounds like a John. Sounds like a John. Dude, let's not even stress this. It's yeah, the it's John. Wolford looks ugly. Uh, Saints need a win in the worst way. I'm gonna go Saints. There's no Cooper Cup, I believe. He's injured. Yeah, Cup is hurt. Uh, they do have Skoranek. No so they can grow a new Cup if they need to. So uh, Ben Skoranek, I like an anytime touchdown for Ben Skoranek in this game. McVay loves his uh, his his, his buddies. Um, <laughs> a couple more games. Uh, this one starts at 101, and then another one starts at 102, according to FanDuel. The Detroit Lions in New York to take on the Giants. Giants minus three, 44 and a half. I already know where you're going. I know where I'm going. Well, we both they're love, in New Jersey. Yeah, we both love the Giants in this one, don't we? Yes. Um, uh, mm, give me, this is another one. Give me Danny Dimes slash Vanilla Vic and Saquon to get a Russian touchdown. Why would anybody bet the spread when the win margin 1 to 13 is <laughs> plus 145 for the Giants? I'm going to go Giants here. I think that's an easy one. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, two more games in the 1 o'clock window. The Bears and the Falcons. Falcons minus three at home. 49.5 is the number. Um, uh, Justin Fields playing like a great quarterback the last few weeks. He's, he been, he's been carrying that Bears team. He's starting to blossom into a quarterback uh, like the guy that they drafted. And I'm sure, I know Claypool is not a, a, a Hall of Famer, but getting him Claypool is a big step in the right direction because he really didn't have anybody to throw the ball to. And I think just having somebody he can rely on a little bit is going to yeah. help him a lot. So don't sleep on the Bears this week. Falcons are playing pretty well, too. I mean, they just they dropped the Thursday game a week and a half to go to the Panthers, albeit in a monsoon. So this is a big spot for the Falcons, who still have a chance to win that division. This is basically Atlanta's watching mini young Vic here. And uh, this feels so. Give the Bears. I'm going to go Falcons. I just think they have more to play for right now. Um Truthfully, I was just going to pick whoever you didn't pick because I'm really undecided on this game. <laughs> All right, I got you. Because I can see Fields is playing that well outside in the cold. If he goes inside in the heat, he might be even more dynamic inside on turf. Yeah. And then the final 1 o'clock game. Uh, this game has been moved from Buffalo to Detroit. This is going to be played at um, whatever the name is, uh, Ford Field, I think. Ford Field, yes. Um, the Browns and the Bills. So they were expecting six feet of snow in Buffalo. And both running backs for each team, uh, uh, Nick Chubb and Devin Singletary, both shorter than six feet. So this is a big step in the right direction for each team's run game. Now, they um, say that, but Chubb is 5'11". All he has to do is just get on his tippy toes and he can just barely be six feet. That's, that's true. You would only see his helmet, though. Yeah, that's Now, true. this is uh, FanDuel. <laughs> i got to give FanDuel credit here. Yeah. When I found out it was going to snow six feet, I took the lowest over-under I could. Which 28 at the time was 24 and a half mm. and I hammered the under it was like plus 630 and then they they actually voided the bet when the game got moved because I would have definitely lost it now that it's indoors <laughs> um, Josh Allen playing inside feels like a dangerous proposition seven and a half 49 and a half the Browns are playing the best against the wall though uh, and the Bills are coming off a really tough loss two two tough losses right yeah they lost the Jets and then last week losing the Vikings in overtime um 
because Watson has been practicing now for the Browns. He's getting ready for his debut eventually. Yeah. Give me, give me Browns. Fuck it. Okay. Give me Browns. I, I just think this is a no, no excuse spot for the Brill for the Bills, not the Brills, uh, the Bills. I All think right, it, I think it. I think this is the, <laughs> a trad. I think this is a get right game for the Bills. They're my get right candidate. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. No surprise. But I'm just going on a whim. Yeah, yeah of course. Course. Sometimes you have to. Um, but no surprise the Bills win, so honestly. We have three late games here and then the primetime game. One of the late games was flexed out of the primetime spot because it stinks. The other game might be pretty good. And the first one's going to suck. Um, in, oh, gross. In the red corner, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. And in the blue corner, we have the Denver Broncos. Uh, Broncos minus two and a half at home, hosting the Raiders. The Raiders coming off a loss to the running coach last week. And the Broncos coming off a loss to... Um, Big balls for Abel in Tennessee. <laughs> so these are two teams desperate for a win, desperate to finish third in that division. Um, I don't think playoffs are even like a, a thought right now for these two teams. Maybe they're hoping, but the Raiders kind of suck, and the Broncos are are just destined for failure. So um, if there's a candidate for a tie this week, this would be it. Um, who do you like in this one? I mean, it would be the first time I did. I went for a tie. I did go for a tie for one. Oh, well, wasn't there, wasn't there, a, there was a tie week one, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. It was yeah, Indian uh, uh, Texans. Houston, yeah. And then I think I did a tie. <laughs> you picked the, the tie for was Commanders and... Um, uh, it was, was somebody. Was it Commanders and Lions, maybe? I got it wrong, clearly. That, that feels like a right pick. Uh, um, I, I don't like this game. I'm not touching this game. I mean, if you touch this... I feel bad for the people who have to watch this game if they need to watch football. <laughs> yeah, if you're on the West Coast and this is the only game you get on, like, CBS this, or whatever. This is the time to uh, sign up your free trial for Red Zone and watch anything else. Yeah, this is probably the Tom McCarthy game. I'll, I'll, let me check the uh, awful announcing. Uh, I'll go Denver because the Raiders are just nothing at this point. And if, yeah. And if Denver loses to the Raiders, Nathaniel Hackett should be on the chopping block pretty soon. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I'm, I'm going with... Um, Excuse me, I'm going with uh, what's it called? The, the Broncos. Broncos. Yeah, I clicked the Broncos wrong announcing country. schedule. I, I clicked the Broncos freaking country. World, the world Cup stage, the group stage announcing Broncos. schedule. Um, <laughs> Eagles this week. Let's see who they have. Oh, Eagles have Ian Eagle, Charles Davis, Evan Washburn, and they have Steve Levy on radio. That's exciting. Uh, the. By the way, that game is the Adam Amin Mark Schlereth game, the, the Vegas Denver game. So you have to look at like welfare yeah. game to even get that game. That's no, they're not showing that, and they wouldn't even show that to a prisoner. Um, it's probably the blackout game. Yeah, that'll be that's the blackout show. They wouldn't show that to a hostage. Um, <laughs> next game is Dallas and Minnesota. This is probably the, uh, probably wouldn't be watching that. One hundred percent. This is probably the America's game of the week. Dallas and Minnesota. Um, oh, Cowboys. Yeah, sure. Cowboys minus one and a half in. Uh, in Minneapolis, forty-eight point five is the um, is the total. This is a this is an interesting game, especially for playoff seating. Uh, I mean, so far we have pretty much everything alike. Yeah, we're very similar this week. But I cannot bring myself to. Dude, this is a tough one because you either got to pick Cowboys, or you got to pick Kirk Cousins. Well, no, Kirk Cousins is dead. I'll never pick Kirk Cousins. But I'll pick <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Give me uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, chains. Then again, this is a home game, so no chains yeah, for no anybody chains. on the plane. Yeah, no chains. Um, so you might think Dallas actually. Is Dallas, that what you're going with? Do you think Dallas is the first team to knock off 
the Vikings well, since the, the East. Vikings only lose to the NFC East, so awesome. Uh, oh, I don't know. This is uh, this is one of the two make or break games. I feel like this week. there's another game later on that I think is kind of a make or break game as far as picks. Dude, um, I I'll go with the Vikings because it's home, but I I see Dallas. I wouldn't be surprised if you pick Dallas. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna pick Dallas because I need to make up some ground in the standings. I I'm very torn on this one, and I'm doing the thing where I just pick the opposite of what you do. Yeah, um, I mean, I would have picked Dallas. You would have picked the Vikings. Either yeah, way. I I this is a coin flip. Uh, next one. This is a game that got flexed out of the primetime spot. Uh, Joe Burrow, because he's not good enough for prime time, um, flexed out, taking on the Steelers in Pittsburgh, minus three and a half for the Bengals, 40.5 on the uh, total. How much Steelers on the total? Coming off, uh, Steelers coming off a big win, uh, 40 and a half. 40 and a half? Yeah, Steelers coming off a big win over the Saints. They needed it. Bengals, I think. Did you have a bye last week? Yeah. I don't remember talking about them. Do you ever? No, they were. <laughs> they were on a bye. Uh, uh, give me Bengals. Give me Bengals. Give me Bengals. Bengals. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Bengals too. I just don't think the Steelers are any good. Uh, next up, we have the two primetime games. We have the Sunday Night Football game. This is apparently where I make all my money. Um, yeah. Sunday Night Football, Kansas Rematch. City. Yeah, Kansas City minus four and a half in LA to take on the Chargers. 51.5 is the total in this one. I like the shootout on Sunday night in this game. Ooh. Uh, give me Kansas City, dude. Chargers are not who they were. No. They're getting healthier. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are both questionable this week. So, And Ooh. they have a little bit extra time to figure out whether or not they're going to play. I would bet on one of those two guys playing in this game. Uh, I like the Chargers here. But I don't love them. Uh, you know what? Get the Chargers get a huge win. I think the Chargers win this game. Damn. Yeah, I, I think that, they, they need to. They, they need a win in the worst way. They, they're trying to stay. They have a good record, but they're trying to stay in contention for you know at least a home game. In the first a wild round. card. So yeah. yeah, they 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 need something. There's a chance they can take the division. I don't know if it's possible. Dude, this uh, next game is just probably the easiest pick of the ball. And then the next one is the Niners of the Cardinals Monday night. Uh, 43 and a half is the total. Eight and a half is the line for this, uh, the Niners. Uh, give me 49ers on this one. Yeah, they give me the Niners. I don't know if Kyler's playing. Even if he does, he sucks in prime time. So that's a pretty uh, lousy letdown for the final game of the week, especially because the first one was pretty good. Uh, we're bookended at, yeah, we're at least bookended by one good game. The Cardinals just, I, I don't see it. I don't. Kyler is good. I just don't think that. I feel like he's peaked. Like I don't think he's. I think he's kind of plateaued in the NFL. You think? I, yeah, I don't know. Or is it uh, Kingsbury's coaching? That's possible. Yeah, we talked about that the other day. It's possible Kingsbury is just holding him back. But I thought that was you know the big match made in heaven that they wanted to make sure they had because when they hired Kingsbury, he wanted his guy. He didn't want Josh Rosen. So yeah, not that Rosen was any good, but still not in the league. Yeah, well, starting anyway. All right. All right, so we got the uh, the TTPs coming up. The yeah. loss, the dog, the points, and the total. Um, you want me to kick it off since you had to pick first for all the other ones? Yeah, go for it. I'm going to go with my lock first. It's going to be Baltimore. Um, I just can't see them losing to the Panthers. <laughs> Here come the Panthers. Yep. They've been on a tear ever since you denounced them as your team. Yeah, the they're 1-0 ever since. <laughs> uh, give me Giants. 
over okay. Detroit. I th- that was my second pick for that. Um, let's do. Uh, I'm gonna go with total for my next one. Total? Um, okay. Yeah. Let's go. I'm gonna go under in the Jets Patriots game. Under 38 and a half. Under 38 and a half? Yeah. Ah, shit. Oh, there's another one I like the under. Right. Um, right. Nah, I'll stick with that one. The other one I like is the under in Rams Saints. Uh, under 38 and a half for what was it, New England? Jets pass, yep. Alright. I'll have under 40 and a half for Washington Houston. Okay. I can't see Houston scoring that yeah. much to keep up with the Commanders. Yeah, I like that too. Um, although bad teams sometimes hit overs, I don't know. Uh, my points this week. Hmm. Uh, I don't really know. I can't, it, it's cheating if I pick a team that I. Um, it's probably cheating if I pick a team that I already have outright winning as a dog to just take the points too. Well, you did so, that last week, didn't you? Did I? I think so. I think I had late points last week. Yeah, you, not, you had Tennessee at minus two and a half, and then you had Tennessee over 30 and a half. You burned usually win one with yeah, one and one star. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go my, my <laughs> Against points. Against no less. That's gross. Uh, let's go with... Huh. I'll go Giants minus three. Ooh, I like that. Minus three flat? Yeah, it's flat. It's three even. Again, pick the win margin. If you pick them to win by, if you think they're going to win at all, they're probably not going to win by two touchdowns. One to thirteen is plus one forty-five. Well, here's money to be made right here. Mm. For me, anyway. I had the Vikings over Dallas. Vikings plus one and a half. Give me that. Yeah, they might as well double down. Give me, give me. Exactly. They're going to win anyway. Um, and then your dog. Um, feels like a death sentence if I pick the Chargers here because they're they're, they're a tough one to pick. As a dog, but I don't think I picked many underdogs this week. I think the Jets are probably going to find Canada. I'm going to go with the uh, I'm going to go with the Jets as my dog. That was my dog as well. Uh, okay. No, we got we got two both of them in the same. That's cool. Okay. Cool. We're on the same wavelength for once. There you go. <laughs> Look at that. So to recap, we have well from this list anyway that I haven't found early window games. I have Colts. For us to say out loud. I have Colts, you have Eagles, I have Bears, you have Falcons, and in Detroit, I have the Browns, you have the Bills, mm. and then for, we both have the Jets, Saints, Giants, Ravens, Commanders, Broncos, now in the Bronco uh, Raider game, is the first late window game, then the next two, we have, I have Vikings, you have Dallas, and then we both Surprisingly, we both have the Bengals. I thought you would go with Pittsburgh. And then... They, the they hurt me last week. I picked the Saints last week. Pittsburgh, that's, true. Yeah. that's true. That's true. And then the Sunday night game where you make usually all your money back. You have the Chargers. <laughs> I have the Chiefs. And then we both pick the 49ers over to Kyler Murray, less Cardinals. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, didn't the Chiefs and the Chargers play a really entertaining game on Sunday night last year? It was at the Chargers and the... Uh, or it was at the Chiefs and the Raiders. For what? Uh, wasn't there like a really good game between them last year on Sunday night? Or am I think I think I'm talking oh, about Raiders, Raiders, uh, Chargers. Well, that too. But I think the Raiders and the Chiefs played. Maybe I'm missing that. Right the Chargers are usually fun. 
Herbert's absurd, and if he's got any weapon, if he's got anything back, Chargers in prime time. Back. Chargers in prime time yeah. usually play very well. Yeah, as long as he's got one of his two guys back, I think he's in a good spot. Yeah, um, Allen and Williams are both questionable, so I think there's a chance one plays. I think uh, Williams is more likely to play for sure. And then uh, the locks. I have Giants. You have Ravens. We both have the dogs for the Jets. Points, Vikings, plus one and a half. You have the Giants, minus three flat. And then total, I have under 40 and a half. Washington, Houston, you have under 38 and a half. Jets, Pats. Yeah, so, I like uh, late late season unders for divisional games seem to be a pretty, uh, a that's pretty the way common to go. thing. Yeah, That sure. one especially, I think it'll be a defensive uh, matchup. The Jets, the thing that people are over like not realizing is the Jets have a really good defense. Between Sauce Gardner and you know Quinn and Williams, they have a lot of good players on the team for sure. And uh, the Patriots have always been a defense first team, even when they had like Brady and stuff. But uh, Belichick, especially now, defense first. So I, I like the under in that one. Oh, for sure. Like, and I mean, if you come to like a third, a twenty to seventeen final is still hitting the under there. So that's kind of what I was thinking. A twenty-one or twenty to seventeen. I'm, I'm, I think that'll be the uh, the score. Let's go to overtime. Hopefully, have a good weekend this week because I've been I'm struggling. And then yeah. prior to recording, you gave me some helpful uh, bets to look out for. It thanks yeah. to also Fireman Joe. Fireman so, Joe, who's on a heater right now. Um, go I figure. Mean, he's you know plays with fire. He goes. He gets on. He catches fire. Um, what can't What can't this man not do? Like for sure. Uh, pick a good fantasy football team. Um, <laughs> shot. That's a shot. Yeah, uh, he's in good company though, because neither can I. Um, <laughs> um, W's and L's. Anything you have? I got nothing. Ah, well, we can bounce on one of my L's here, but I have three L's, one dub. Uh, the first one, CNN basically comes out and has banned their reporters from drinking during the 2023 New Year's Eve show later this year. Really? Because uh, their hosts have been getting plastered over the past two years, and they get loosey goosey on the mic, and it's just bad for business. But it's most entertaining CNN will ever be is on the New Year Eve show. So, <laughs> poo poo on that. Um, number two, this one shocked me. I don't know if you saw this, but Yasiel Puig, mm. a man, pled guilty to yeah. lying to the FBI about illegal gambling operation, according to Bob Nightingale. Puig made 189 bets in a three-month period. I think he listened to the BA Turnpot and just yeah, just rapid fire, just bets off of that. There was a, there's a soccer player that did the same thing. Um, I didn't, oh, really? I didn't, I didn't catch the name, but yeah, there's a soccer player that did the same thing. Oh Jesus Christ! He got Puig. Is his career officially over? Puig, uh, no, or his North American career is over. Well, his, his MLB career is over. I don't, he could probably play someplace else, but his Major League Baseball aspirations are gone. I think he's in his 30s now. Damn, what a fall from grace. What a fall from grace. And then my last one, uh, the World Cup in Qatar. You might as well name, rename it to uh, Firefest in Qatar. Um, this <laughs> oh, is I, an, I saw these, yeah. I mean, this is just a mess all across the oh, board. Goodness gracious. From the fan rooms that look like basically bear shipping containers to the food <laughs> that looks like absolute dog shit. Um, two days ago, prior to the opening you know, invitation to everybody coming in there, they have now banned beer. They disallowed beer. They took, they forced Budweiser to get their camp out of there. It's just against the law down there in Qatar. And if you oh, want so you can't beer, even drink at the games. You, well, here's a caveat: if you want to drink the can, if you want to drink at the game, and if you can find a beer stand, it'll run you up probably fourteen dollars American dollars. Well, that's what it costs here. So, well, not not in Qatar. It would have been cheaper, but hey, they took it off for whatever reason. Yeah. And then the last one is um, the fans. 
apparently like leading up you would see like parades of like say ecuador spain argentina like fans you know with the jerseys and the flag someone took a video of it and dude it was everyone from guitar there was not a single hispanic there was not a single englishman it just looked real bad guitar looks just crazy we have breaking news wait do we uh, it's a minor trade that was made in the Major League Baseball today. The New York Mets have acquired right-handed pitcher Eliezer Hernandez and right-handed pitcher Jeff Brigham from the Marlins in exchange for right-handed pitcher Franklin Sanchez. So Eliezer Hernandez is a pretty good pitcher. He might just take up uh, a spot in that rotation that was uh, left open by Taiwan Walker and Chris Bassett. So, Jesus. Oh, oh look, the Sixers have recalled Jaden Springer yet again. I hope this guy has an easy Isn't pass. Isn't he hurt? He's, he, he's been sent up and down like eight times the last two weeks. I thought he was hurt. He's probably – someone else is probably out tonight then is my guess. Mm. He sucks. Um, what a waste of a draft pick he was. <laughs> I, I would have been happier trading that pick, honestly. Same. I might lone W. I don't know if you caught this, but uh, the Sixers trolled the Cowboy fans on Sunday. During the the first quarter, the final score was shown up on the scoreboard at Wells Fargo. It was 28-31 Packers over the uh, – Cowboys in overtime. They showed the the score. Everyone cheered, and then they panned to a lone Cowboy fan (laughs) in the seats around Sixers fans. They were just kind of like moving away like, oh, don't put me on camera. But he was a good sport about it, so he laughed, and it was a good time in Philly. That's good. But, yeah, W's and L's. Now, is it time? It is time for the top five. For the top five. See, we need a a soundboard for that. The top five. Brought to you by Fandor. Yeah, right. All right, top five this week, NFL uniforms. This is not the team set. This is the individual uniforms. Um, so uh, do you want to start or do you want me to start? I can start. Um, okay. I do not have pictures because my computer is just – my PC today is just not good. But it knows that it's being replaced within a week, so it knows. Um, I have one honorable. Yes, I have an honorable this time. Uh, the Jets at number six. And it's the black hmm. jersey, the alternative black jersey. Interesting. I like the black one, too. Yeah, so that's, that's my number six. People don't like it, though, which is weird. I like it. <sighs> They're dorks. If they don't like it. Yeah, who cares? It's clean. Now that they uh, have a black helmet to accompany it, I think it looks better. Oh, yeah, for sure. With a nice green stripe in the white. Yeah. Forget about it. Uh, my number five. Forget about it. Forget about it. Number five, the classic black Oakland Raiders jersey. Mm. Oh. With the silver. That is... Top tier classic. Can't go wrong with it. Yeah, good pants to go with it too. They wear the silver pants with it. Mm-hmm. You want to go back and forth or you want to go just straight up? Uh, yeah, I'll go. Uh, right. Number five for me is the 49ers white throwback with the red numbers and the black um, outline, a little bit of like a block lettering on there. I just love it. I think it looks so good. I have one in my closet. I have a Jimmy Garoppolo one in my closet. I Jimmy love that. G. I love the look. It's really clean. Plus the white pants to go with it. I, I've come around. I, I used to think that white uniforms were boring. Mm-hmm. I love a good white uniform now. Like, they look so fresh when it's on, like, prime time. Like, when the Niners wear these at nighttime or the Eagles would wear their whites on the road with the white pants and the white socks, I think a, a white color rush looks great. So, Niners, well it's done. not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. Um, number four for me, the white Miami Dolphins jersey. That looks mm. just clean. Dolphins with have the, great colors. With the orange and the green that just pops off very yeah. subtle with the all-white. It's top tier for me. It's number four, though. Uh, number four for me, staying on the same team, actually. Ooh. I like the teal Dolphins throwback. That's a good one. Slightly different lettering, uh, different like helmet logo. It's the ones that they wore. If you if you guys are 
unsure if you look back at the Kenyon Drake touchdown on the miracle play against the Patriots a few years ago. Yeah. That's what they wore that game. I, I think those are beautiful. It's an, it's a little bit darker teal than the ones they currently wear, mm-hmm. which are also really good color, but it, it, it looks so good. I like it. Uh, number three for me, uh, the new team, the Commanders. Mm. Something about it, and it's the black uh, colorway. Ooh. That looks absolute fire. Yeah, they look like the Steelers a little bit, but I think they did a decent job with their uniform sets. Yeah. I do like that they had the numbers on the helmet for the last few years. I thought that was kind of cool. Reminds it me was. of like Alabama and like Remember the Titans. Yeah, for sure. And uh, the, no, the name was top tier as well. Washington kinda, football team. I, I like Washington football team better than I like Commanders, I'll be honest with you. Oh, same. I thought if they, were, if they were going to do a different name, they should have gone with DC Defenders, which they would have stolen from the XFL, but who cares? It's not real football. Um, well, I think it's a licensing thing. Probably. That's what it is. The corruption would have been a good one. <laughs> that was my pick. <laughs> yeah, the, the the Washington dissension. Um, oh, man. My number three, yeah. Cardinal Sin, but I'm picking a team in the division. Um, the Don't Giants white throwback. The white color rush throwback for the Giants where they have the word Giants spelled out on the actual helmet. And is it it's, the red? Uh, red it's lettering? White, it's white with a little bit of red and blue. Yeah, I think it's blue letters with red outline on them. I'm thinking of a different one though, with they, the red lettering. They've or the red them, numbers. They've worn them a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, the the regular uh, Giants uniform, road uniform, is like white with just red. I think that looks kind of gross. The Giants are blue. They're big blue. Um, so I, I like them. <laughs> Not that big. Uh, number two for me, all black Eagles uniform. That is just top tier. That is just. I'm, I'm sure I'm biased, but I like that jersey a lot. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the Eagles black uniforms are very nice. Here's a uh, for your sake. Here's a picture of the Giants. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. That is I, very nice. I love when they wear the ones that have uh, the helmet that has the word Giants spelled out. I think it just looks really good. Yeah. Uh, number two for me. This is the the first one that we have some overlap on. Ooh. I, I have the Raiders black uniform number two. I just think it's perfect. It is simple. Yeah, the, the helmet's nice. The, the black and silver. What a perfect co- like! It's the most lazy color lo- color combination, but it's also the best. <laughs> yeah, I hated that they're in Vegas now because Oakland represented it very well. Oakland sounded cooler too. Vegas makes it sound like shiny. Yeah, Oakland made it sound rugged, and those fans love that team. Still do probably. And uh, number one, let me see if I can put this on. <laughs> The Los Angeles Chargers, the powder blue. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> what what color pants are they wearing in this one? I want to say white. Okay. I think. My number one is uh, powder blue with the yellow pants for the Chargers. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's perfect. <laughs> it's it really just something is about the most, it. It's the perfect jersey. It is. I hated they, the little Danian Tomlinson one. Yeah, like I hated the that dark one, too. blue with the bolt. I, even when they wore powder blue when he was there, I hated that one too. The the powder blues now look so good. Oh, you hated the old school powder blue. Yeah, it I didn't like too, those. Too light on the color? It was just ugly. Like the numbers were stupid. I think it looks better now. It's refined right now. Yeah, I like the I do like the navy blue they have now too. The navy I don't mind blue. That. Yeah, that one's good. And even the white ones, they they did an amazing job when they what, Rams take notes. Because when the Rams redid their uniforms, they, they went backwards. They set yeah. that team back. They're, they're never going to win another Super Bowl. Um, the Chargers bolted themselves up to must-see TV every time they're on because those jerseys are so fire. I'm tempted to get one for Christmas. Just a Justin Herbert one. Yeah, I'm thinking, about getting a Herbert. I'm thinking of getting a Herbert one from China. 
My next China order is going to be pretty diverse. I'm getting a Ranger Suarez jersey, Justin oh, Herbert. Dude, I'm getting a Suarez yeah. one for next. Probably year. getting an Eagles jersey. I need a Sixers jersey. I don't like the new color rush, but uh, or the new uh, city uh, edition. Brotherly so I love. Be, might be stuck on my my current uh, selection, but who knows. I'm getting an old school Sixers, like the Iverson 2000. Uh, the Iverson ones, yeah. I have an Embiid one, but it's cursed. The last two times I wore it, they lost. Oh, gross. I wore it to game seven against the Hawks, and then I wore it to the Hawks <laughs> the last Jesus. year, so I can't. <laughs> went to two Jesus. consecutive losses in it. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a, If you see Rob walking into Wells Fargo with that jersey, just turn around and take your money back. It's a done deal loss. <laughs> It's just a matter of how much, how badly do they lose? Yeah, no, no more black jerseys for me. Oh my god! Oh man! Anything else before we wrap up this week of the PA Turnpod? I got nothing. Nothing. Um, I don't know. Hug your loved ones or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, stay getting, warm. It's it's getting cold out. out yeah, yeah. The, my office is getting colder and colder. So if these podcasts get shorter and shorter, that's why. And we don't. We we barely talk about what we each have in our top fives or anything that we're going to talk about. We just have like a rundown of lists of what we're doing. Once we record, we might overlap. Yeah. We didn't plan the outfit. And I'm not saying for those who are not watching or whatever, we both have hoodies on and that's just an inkling of how cold it is outside. Yeah. I'm wearing shorts. like an idiot. I'm, oh, in, my, no. I'm in my Fetterman fucking wardrobe. There. I got a hoodie with shorts on. <laughs> Oh my god! Great. This is the time of year where I start to wolf a little bit, and I'll grow the facial hair out because it's so freaking cold. The the, my, the biggest issue in this house, I love it. I love this place. I love my neighbors. <laughs> but it's the biggest issue, though. Biggest issue in this house is it's freezing cold in the um in this room. But if the heat on, it gets hot as a mofo in the bedroom, and then downstairs gets weird. It like it's not proportionally heated in this house. Like, do, do your windows open? Windows do open, and last year I didn't realize the window was open until like February because <laughs> I'm an idiot. Apparently, it opens from the top and the bottom. Uh-huh. I, the house I grew up in, the, the windows only open from the bottom. They didn't have a thing on the top. It opened down. Mm-hmm. But last year, I was like, it's, oh, it's cold in here. And we were about to do the, uh, the, the preview <laughs> for the playoff games, and I'm like, fucking windows open. Like, how, how do you let that happen as a grown adult? I'm like, why is it always so cold in here? I closed the, freaking, I closed the, uh, the curtain and everything. And you were like a new person after that. Yeah. No, I was, we, I was thinking about uh, your, your bedroom, though. If it gets too hot, can you crack a window or is it just like... Yeah, you can. Yeah. It's either cold as hell or it's going to be hot if I... No, you can window. crack a window. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, that, that does work. Uh, these windows need to be replaced. It's freaking cold in here. I, oh, I have geez. a vent right underneath the desk, too, and nothing ever comes out of it. So <laughs> That's not good either. Just probably get my HVAC system checked. Adulting. Oh, well, you might have someone in the family that might do that for you. Is that so, right? I believe Jonathan. Oh, uh, Preston does it? No. Ah. I can't name drop. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> are you going to have to bleep that out? <laughs> yeah, I might have to bleep that out. Poor bastard. You're going to be sitting there for two hours editing just waiting for that word to come up. <laughs> I might just throw a Kawhi grunt on top of it. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um. Anyway, um. next week is Thanksgiving. The yes. schedule? Well, definitely next week. Next Wednesday, Wednesday night? Or, uh, yeah, I mean, we can do Wednesday night. I don't really care. I, I, I will be working on um on Black Friday. Will you be um, working on Thanksgiving? I won't be working on Thanksgiving. You will um, or will not? No, I won't be. So, yeah, th- Wednesday night we'll do uh top five draft for Thanksgiving dish. Because we did one last year, top ten list. And we kind of had the same things here and there. Let's just do a draft. Let's see. Yeah, if we do a draft. um, 
we'll probably go a little bit lighter on the content next week. We'll do a little bit of like a week oh, yeah. 13, like NFL Thanksgiving preview, maybe. Yeah, That'll for be sure. Kind of like a mini buy for us. And then we'll maybe just talk about the Sixers and their tumultuous week. Um, hopefully by then we'll have a little bit of news on, um, on the major league baseball free agency. Even if we get one guy, if, if Trey Turner could just sign with the giants or something, like give us one thing. Cause it, all of these top tier free agents are waiting for someone else to do something first. If one guy signs somewhere, it'll, it'll set the market for everybody else. So pitchers are waiting for like Bassett or, or, or Rodon to sign somewhere at Verlander. And then the rest of us are waiting for Turner and, you know, Bogarts and one of these guys to sign somewhere. So, Somebody just do something, please. What's the meme with the guy with the stick and he's poking the thing and he's telling us <laughs> to do something? Do you think, for me, my whole thing has changed now. I'd rather just get a shortstop that's like not well known, not high priced, who wants to be here. I'm not waiting. I'm not having someone who's just going to be like, no, what is Bogart's? How much is he asking for? Because I want yeah. more than that because I think I'm oh, better. Yeah. You're always no. going to see that, though, unfortunately. I think when Machado signed, that's what set the market for Harper that one year. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm still. I'm dead set. I'm like 95% interested in Correa, and then the other five goes to um, to Turner. Well, I, 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 I will. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be comfortable next year. The, the Topper did a press conference the last night of this morning where he said he's comfortable with uh, Stott playing second and Sosa playing short next year. I'm not. Yeah, if if you want to win 75 games, maybe, but otherwise, I, I'm not interested in that. Yikes! That has um, to be your shortstop platoon. I can't do that. Or your second base platoon. I, I, or just bring back Sakura at that point. For cheap, right? And he wants yeah. to be back, I think. He wants to come back. Eflin wants to come back. All these guys want to come back, but they're not going to bring any of them back, I bet you. If, if they bring anybody back, maybe it'll be Syndergaard, but I don't even know if that's going to happen. It's all pricing. It has to be. Yeah, they have, um, to, get a, they have to get an arm, though. With Correa, I think I would be signed off on it as well, but we mentioned this. It has to be a contract worth our wild. Yeah, I'm not he's going to no want something out. astronomical. Yeah, I'm tired of these opt-out things. Harper did it right. I don't want an opt-out every three years. Like, don't give me that. I want someone. Because if you give me three years with Correa and he opts out at the second, he's just here just to, for the shits and giggles. Just he's, here, have yeah, a chance. He's, he's here to hit free agency again. That's what he did with the Twins. He signed a two-year deal with an opt-out after the first year. And then when the, when he had a good year and the market went up, he's going to get more money this year with inflation. So Hopefully that, by the all-star, excuse me, the all-star year that we have in Philly, yeah. Harper is doing well. Like, the team is doing well. I can't just stand yeah. a great team finally hitting Philadelphia and everyone just bumping and everybody one sucks. little yep. surplus of the year. I agree. This might be your last chance to win something, too, because Noel is a free agent next offseason. So. Good, googly moogly. Yeah. And you're right. entering year four of Real Muto, and he signed a five-year deal. So you gotta you got to start ramping it up. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, next week is going to be Thanksgiving. We'll do the light episode on Wednesday night and then Thanksgiving, and then we'll do the review for the games. Hopefully, Rob, next Thursday has some uh, Wi-Fi and probably can watch the game because last year was a abysmal moment for you. Terrible. I'm hoping I don't have to go to where I was last year. I can just hang out at home, but I don't know. Well, I well, there was a group chat, and I was told that I get an invite, so that might be the spot again this year. Oh, uh, if you're going, then I will be there. Well, I never got an invite, but I'm just saying. Ah. I'm just saying. If you if you they do, might then be there. hopefully, because then that means uh, yeah, Grandpa well, will be there too. So. Oh no, he'll not be uh, there. I won't. Uh, well, he's a smart man then. If we get invited, I'll make my meatballs. Just throw, throw my name in the hat. Let's see what yeah, happens. My, my goal is honestly just to have Thanksgiving here. Everybody lives in Philly. Nobody lives in Jersey. Nobody wants to go up there. Forty five minutes. Forty five minute drive from my house. <laughs> well, for me, it's like an hour and some change. Oh jeez. Because I'm not in Philly. I'm not. Everybody's in PA. just better off being here. 
everybody have a great weekend. Have safe. And if you listen to any of the bets, please avoid them because you might lose money. But if yeah. you don't, gamble responsibly. Uh, no, uh, hit us up on the Instagram, PA underscore Turnpot, I believe. Yep. Um, all right. We'll see and, you next uh, week. Oh, if wait. you want to support the other uh, team, uh, at, um, at Philadelphia Bulls Baseball. Yes, yes, yes. New Instagram. New Instagram was made yesterday. So Got one of the coveted uh, followers. Yes. I, like, yes. I made yeah. sure to follow you on there. Awesome. But yeah, give us a give us a follow. Some good content up there as well. I'm seeing I'm seeing what you guys are doing up there. Yeah, we're trying our best. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Bye bye.